Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about spiritual magic, the law of attraction, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm a musician, uh, tarot oracle card reader, which is still hard for me to say, even after a whole season's worth, and teacher. (laughs) Hey, Colin. My name is Stephanie and I am a transformational life coach. I help people shift away from negative thinking and it transforms their lives. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're listening to the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much if you're watching this episode on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel. Uh, For those of you listening to the podcast, if you could review us uh, and subscribe, that would be awesome. on the YouTube, if you could subscribe to the channel and hit the like button on this video, that would help us a lot if you feel motivated. And we're very grateful to you for that. Each week here on Co-Creation Station, we start the conversation from a different perspective, different jumping off point. And for today, I guess I'm the one that kind of came up with uh, the jumping off point, which is a concept I've become familiar with called receptivity, um, which means being receptivity is sort of my understanding of it is how open am I to the messages from my own intuition, my higher self, uh, the part of me that acts from a spiritual perspective, a loving perspective, and my understanding of my higher power, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, whatever you understand that to be. Um, And when I was first learning about this, what I learned was that especially in this modern day 2021 life we're in where there's all these options for everything (laughs) that that can be over choice and meaning um it can create a lot of noise and fog in my mind so that i'm worrying about things a lot or trying to figure things out a lot or thinking about things that are actually kind of trivial just because they've come into my zone and sort of uh, receptivity is about clearing out some of that mind clutter some of the, and, and not being distracted all day long and be, getting in touch with my true self so that I can listen to what some people call their gut, you know, or my intuition, like that inner true voice that's like, that knows what's right for me and what's best for me. And can also listen to guidance from, you know, my understanding of my higher power, um, which I think you have a, great story about that actually which is the whole um which maybe you've talked about before here but the relax sign like for me that's part of receptivity is like when i'm when i'm present and when i'm being myself i see signs from the universe like i literally will be driving and a billboard will say something like yeah it's time for a new direction in your life or whatever (laughs) i've been wondering like with some project i'm working on like should i stay with it or should i make a different choice and you know and um you know i'll see a billboard that says you know what to do change planes or whatever <laughs> you know and I'm like, oh. there it <laughs> you is. Know? Yeah. but i love your story about the relax sign if you're 
comfortable sharing oh it. of course yeah and we're gonna repeat stuff here so you heard it once yeah i don't remember if we <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't think i ever did so this was okay. back in i think it was 2014 um and my had gone so it had it was in october but my birthday was in september and my neighbor had given me a um she had left a birthday card on my doorstep and i would get a little gift and i remember opening it up on sunday and and it wasn't your typical birthday card but it said relax mm -hmm. on it i was like oh okay that's different and it was really sweet, you know, dear Stephanie, I hope you had a fantastic birthday month. You deserve all goodness and happiness. I love and support how you live your life. Here's to great health, happiness and health and laughter. Brini, 2014. And I was like, oh, cool. And I, you know, so I put it on my desk and then um, Sunday morning woke up to finding out that my ex-husband had had a major stroke and it's like, holy cow. And Monday... Monday, Monday, yeah, Monday, or maybe I woke up Monday and found that out. I forget how the days, but um, was driving down the freeway and um, was we were gonna go meet with a friend, my girlfriend and I up to um, Alpine and um, driving down the eight, my friend was driving and there's this huge, it was a mural now that I, I, I know it now, I'm really familiar with, said relax on it, I was like, there's that word again. Hmm. Then we get down towards El Cajon because this was in towards Mission Valley more. We get down and there's another huge sign that says relax. And I'm like, and I'm telling Ruby, I'm like, that's like the third time I've seen relax. Like it's getting bigger, you know? And um, <laughs> letters are literally getting bigger. Because <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, there was, I had been given an opportunity and I was going to be going to New York. So I was really nervous about that. And then I was concerned about my daughter and, you know, my ex-husband and all that, all that was going on. And I was getting the clear message and I wasn't sure which one the message was about, but it was obvious that spirit wanted me to relax. So now I have painted relax everywhere. I like written it. Here's one. <laughs> it's a little, it says relax, trust, relax, trust. Um, uh, so yeah, so I, and now it's like my word and stuff. So, but it's, I think a lot of us don't pay attention to those little things. Um, we think like, spirit's going to come down and we're going to have a conversation like you and I are like physically here right. and um and I I don't believe that's how it works I'm somebody maybe have had an experience like that but for me and it's grown over time the little signs um yeah and it's paying attention to those and I think as I've become someone who has meditated regularly over the years my intuition's gotten stronger I notice those things I think for me it's not about my intuition getting stronger. Like my understanding of it is my, I'm listening to my intuition more often and I'm go and I'm heeding its advice more often. And it's not so much that I was like choosing to not listen to it before. It's more that I was so busy during my days and I was so stressed out about, Oh, I've got to do my, this on my to-do list and this on my to-do list. And I got to do the thing and the thing and the other thing that that doesn't put me in a place where I can like, if I'm like super busy and stressed out, literally the universe can put a neon billboard blinking in my face 
and I will just not even, I will not even notice it. You know what I mean? Because I'm so in my head and I'm so focused on- Not present. Yeah, I'm not present. I'm thinking, I'm worrying about the future. I'm having fear projected thoughts about my future or I'm rehashing um, conversations I had yesterday. Like, oh, did I say exactly the right thing or the wrong thing? Or like, you know, when, whatever, when my friend said this, did they mean this or did they mean that? Like, should I ask them? Should I let it go? You know, all those sorts of things. I'm not in the present moment. And that's what I found. I found that for me, my experience of spirit or my higher power is in the present moment most often. Um, like it's very absolutely. For me. I agree. Yeah. Often it's daydream about the future and like check in with my higher power. Like it's, it's like higher power is like right here, right now. You know, absolutely. And um, so if I'm off in la la land about the future or the past, I'm not. I'm not accessing that stuff. And it's really incredible. Like I've had. It's not that every single time I get a sign from the universe or I feel a nudge from my intuition. And I follow it. It's not always like amazingly dramatic. It's sometimes it's just like, oh, that was the right thing to do. You know, that, that worked out well. But there are times where it's super, super, super amazing. And what I was going to talk about in our friend time, which you wisely said, hold that for the podcast column, was that, <laughs> uh, you know, my band Red Treasure um, here in LA, like it's COVID was challenging as it's been for most like performing pe- people who perform at public venues because, you know, the COVID era kind of shut down part of what we do. And um, we, we actually kept going pretty actively through 2020 by doing acoustic concerts on Zoom, which worked very well. Um, but then some things happened and we just, we sort of fell out of the habit of that. And then, um, so it had from, for a lot of 2021, we weren't doing much, we weren't very active and it's, it's definitely like affected my energy around it. And then, but I've been doing a lot of like decluttering lately, like of my laptop, I'm getting like photos off my laptop and I'm decluttering paper, piles of paper I got in my apartment here. Um, and something that happened, I think as a result of that, it wasn't a direct causal relationship, but um, Friday night around midnight, I just got inspired all of a sudden out of the blue. And I remembered this song that my bandmate Gabriel and I had come up, we came up with the basic music, like the guitar and the drums for the basic part of the song. Two years ago, I think, 2019 sometime. And I just got the spark of like, I think I might have lyrics for that song. And I didn't actually, at that moment, I didn't have all the words, but I was like, I had this like internal nudge, like, I think I have, I think I have the lyrics for that. I think I should nice. listen to the thing that we recorded two years ago in rehearsal and get out my pen and paper. And I've had this experience before, but it had been a long time since I've had it. And hundred percent, I followed that intuition and I wrote a whole, I wrote all the lyrics in like 10 minutes flat. Nice. And, and then I wrote like a bridge, a musical bridge for it and a musical intro and we had rehearsal yesterday so this was like the night before I was like you know oh this song this song yeah and um but my bandmate Gabriel and I this is only the second in-person rehearsal we've had since the start of COVID and so part of me I had this thought of like oh well maybe we should just practice the songs we already have like maybe we shouldn't work on new songs right now whatever maybe that's too soon 
and I just saw that as like some sort of weird fear thought that had nothing to do with how I really felt. What I felt like was, dude, that, that song's awesome. <laughs> you were inspired last night and like my heart was telling me, you know, do one of your old songs to warm up. That's fine. That'll help you get in the zone. Then just spend the rest of the rehearsal work, working on that song. Nice. And like, let go of like, you know, the whole results thing, the hows, like, well, if we want to be a big famous band, maybe we should be working yeah. on the older songs so that, you know, I just followed that. And um, Gabriel is great in the sense that he just, um, he's very good at going with the flow. Like, I, I'm very impressed with his ability to do that. <laughs> and we played one of our songs that, one of our old songs that we know to warm up. And then I just said, I got this song that we actually wrote part of it two years ago. I worked on it last night. Let's let's work on it now. And he was like, all right, let's do it. And nice. we went blow by blow and we didn't finish the whole thing, but we got a lot of it like figured oh. out. And it was, I mean, both of us, I think I could speak for him on this because I saw his energy at the end, <laughs> very similar to mine. I mean, we were both jazzed the whole time, like oh. the whole time. And we needed to come up with a bunch of different ideas um, throughout the whole thing to make, to, to carve the song out, you know? And I just felt like I was in that zone of like, I didn't worry like, oh, what if we don't figure out the next part perfectly? I was yeah. just like, let's, like we said this almost the whole time we were rehearsing, which is, well, let's try it and see if we like it. And I oh, love that. And I, sometimes yeah. I forget that in the musical creation process is like, there's no deadline for us usually. Like there's nothing stopping us from just like, if we have two different ideas for the same part of a song, try them both. And, yeah. and our, our ears and our hearts are like the perfect, you know, like indicator yes. of like, yup, that's the, like, we'll play yeah. it one way and be like, well, no, yeah, right. all right. And then we play it the other way. We're like, that is the way to do it. You know, yeah, I love it. it's all feeling. It's not, it's not, you know, there's no scientific instruments like, oh, you know, in the future, your fans will like it better. It just, it's just all intuition. It's all just like being in the energy and the flow. And Feeling I it. think that like with, with respect to the law of attraction and the art of allowing, like people think so much about manifesting things, objects, you know, the car, the house, the relationship, whatever, which it totally works for, you know, because it works for everything. But it's also like, I feel like I had an amazing rehearsal yesterday because of the law of attraction. Like I got my ego out of the way. Because of the art the of allowing, I not the law of attraction. It. The law of attraction is there 100% of the time, no matter right, what. Right. You had the most amazing experience with Gabe and Red Treasure Band because you were in the flow, because you were yeah. practicing the art of allowing. Yeah. And that is the that's the sale of the art of allowing is like, it's so yes. worth it to do that yeah. work because you guys had a great time. And like you said earlier, you know, sometimes it's the little things, but I tell you, it's the little things in life that make me the happiest oftentimes. And you string yeah. a whole bunch of those together and that's what makes a good life. Yeah. And I think that that's for me, when Abraham started when I started hearing Abraham's talking about the art of allowing instead of just the law of attraction, like you said, because the secret really doesn't talk about the movie, the secret doesn't really talk about the art of allowing. They talk about the, the law, law of attraction. attraction. Mm -hmm. Abraham talks about the art of allowing and it was really helpful for me because I think where I was getting off and this isn't the fault of the people that made the secret, it's the fault of like my 
crazy mind. But um, when I first watched The Secret, it's like, oh, okay, now I have a lot of work to do. I have to identify all the things I want, I to sit <laughs> down, I have to think really hard. And then I have to like visualize them. And then I have to feel good. You know, I have to fill, you know, fill myself with good thoughts so that I could, and then I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna new card. You know, and then and when like, it doesn't happen, because I used to do that a lot too when I first started yeah. listening to Abraham, I, I'd try it for a little bit and then I wouldn't get what I want. I'm like, this doesn't work. And then I'd go back yeah. to just how being myself and then I'd be like bummed again. And then I'd try it again and I'd do that flip fight. It works. It doesn't work. It works. It does. And then finally, I think it was through the meditation, just meditating every day. And I had this experience yeah. after 30 days of meditating every day. I just felt so good. And then yeah. something big kind of happened that showed me like, oh my gosh, I couldn't have done that without the support. And then I just like started gobbling up a lot of their work and just listening to it every day, reading. And then in like a, I think it must've been a year, I just had this transformation and I didn't even know it was happening. But I remember walking with a friend one day and she's like, yeah, you're really different. I go, really? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh so good studs yeah i think for me receptivity it's it's like there are certain things i i mean sometimes i just end up there you know sometimes I'm, i just wake up and i'm in a good place and you know i i'm receptive yeah. but mm -hmm. i think there are times where i can tell that i'm like distracted i'm worrying i'm stressed and i know i'm not being today I know oh well I'm not being going to be very receptive right now because my mind is just occupied with all these like you know monkey mind thoughts and so I think meditation for me is a really great way to to open up to receptivity Any, well, and you were talking earlier about um but you said meditation you've had a struggle with that no you said breathing right yeah the well the part there's a type of meditation that's very common where they get you or, or sometimes they do it in parts of guided meditations where they'll just say okay in order to get in the present we're going to focus on our breathing now so you know breathe in slowly and just feel the breath moving in yeah, i'm not making yeah. fun of it it's i think it works for a lot of people yeah it works for me for too me, there's to just something slow my about breath it. down yeah for me there's something about it where yeah i i can get distracted trying to focus on my breath and um, what's been working for me lately is something I heard in a different guided meditation, which is focusing on like if you're sitting in a chair, focus on feeling like I have my hands on a, on a table here, like feel where your skin is connected to the table, mm. like actually feel that in your body, feel where your butt is connected to the chair, feel where your feet are connected to the floor and like mm. really feel that part of your feet where you can feel the floor in your feet. And for me, I don't know why, but that's just, yeah. that works a little bit better for me than the breathing. It's very grounding. And what it does is it, yeah, it gets, and it just gets me present. It gets me, it's, I can't, the good, one of the really cool things about the brain is that it actually can only consciously focus on one thing at a time. Right. It can actually do autopilot things and a conscious thing. So like you can be driving and be on autopilot and actually yeah. focus on talking to your friend on the phone. Right. You can do that. Not yeah. recommended. You can do that. <laughs> but the conscious thing, you can't consciously talk to your friend and in the exact same moment of time, 
consciously, you know, take out a piece of gum. What's actually, you can do both, but what's actually happening in your mind when you, when you're you look at it in, on in micro, you're switching, you're, yeah. you're paying attention to your friend. Then you see the stick of the pack of gum. Yeah. And you listen to your friend. Then yeah. you see you pull out the thing. So then you're flipping to your friend, back and forth. Yeah. You're very yeah. quickly. But the truth is you can only focus on one thing at a time. So the that's the good news for me about that is that if I want to get present and I think about, okay, I'm gonna feel how my hands, I can feel in my hands where it's touching the table. I can't worry about the future in that moment. Yeah. You know, I'm, my brain is actually incapable of rehashing a conversation with a friend from two days ago or worrying about, you know, some something in, that's coming next month because I'm in the present focusing on the feeling and my hands on the table. And it's such a delusion, illusion, that I think that by worrying, I'm going to protect myself from a future moment, something bad happening. Because mm-hmm. yeah. one, nine times out of 10, it never happens. Right. And two, like, I'm like, I heard this and I saw this somewhere. I need to write it down because I really love it. Something about when it comes time, whatever it is, you'll be able to handle it. Like you'll have the support or whatever it is to get through it. Um, So I, I was thinking earlier too, about how spirit, the universe, God, how, whatever you want to say it, is so cool because I get whatever I need in the moment that I need it. Like the timing of it is so perfect. I receive right in the moment what I need. Um, It's not, sometimes it'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna use this for later. But oftentimes spirit comes in right at the exact moment that I need to know, receive, deliver and told where to turn whatever it may be and I think that is so cool like that is so spirit this is so synchronous um unsurprisingly synchronous because I was just I was decluttering some of my affirmations last night and I came across this one and it's like perfect for what we're talking about because we've talked about how the brain you know the research that's been done on the human brain now we know that um you know back in very, very ancient caveman and cavewoman times, our brain developed as a way to like help us survive. And therefore it's still, we still have that brain for the most part. And it's, so the brain is like trying to save us from, we always talk about saber tooth tigers and warring tribes over the hill and woolly mammoths and things like that. But those things aren't here for the most part today, but our brain, that's what it's sort of built to do primarily is to find problems and solve them because it feels like problems are dangerous. They threaten our survival. So we have to solve them so we can protect ourselves and survive. But that's actually not what's going on. And I'll show you, I'll share apologies to the podcast people. I'll read it for you. But, uh, <laughs> YouTube people, I'll throw it up on your screen here. Um, and I got this, I think I got this from Kyle Cease, um, who's kind of a uh, self-help guru, I guess. I went to one of his events uh, here in Los Angeles a few years ago. And this is like, a, this isn't a direct quote, but this is sort of what he said. Uh, Many things that are actually not a big deal at all seem like a very big deal to your mind. And this is because your mind believes that it has to save your life every day. But in reality, you are safe. You don't need saving. The trick is to realize and remember this. 
Don't allow your mind to get you to react to trivial things as if they are threats to your survival. Mm. And I think we've, I mean, it's easy for me to talk about other people with this, but um, uh, I do it too, which is the whole thing about, you know, I will be involved in some project with friends or whatever, and someone like my brain will identify a problem with the project or whatever. And like, my friend will say something like, well, I don't think that's a big deal. And all of a sudden I'm filled with adrenaline. I'm angry. I'm like, and I feel like I have to fight my friends to make sure that they understand that this is important. We can't let this go. We have to make sure it's great. And it's literally my brain is like, it's, it's jacking me up to fight the tiger yeah. from, from the caveman and cavewoman days. And there is nothing like that going on. Like there's nothing <laughs> like that going on. And mm-hmm. like, I've had this experience. I would assume people listening and watching have had it where you like, you overreact and like, you can see on your friend's faces, like, oh boy, Colin just went off. And then, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they can tell that you've overreacted, but you, I'm filled with adrenaline and, you know, you know, the drugs from the brain. Don't you like, understand what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is so common in our, in our culture where people yeah. overreact to things. And in the moment, they don't feel like they're overreacting because the brain has decided that this is the tiger. And it just, it sets our program for that in motion. It, you know, gets the adrenaline pumping. It gets our mm-hmm. juices flowing. It fills us with the emotion of anger. And then we don't, it's challenging if you haven't practiced to, to catch yourself and not do it. Yeah. And I, I have this thing um, that, ha- it happened with you the other day. I feel, I still feel kind of bad about it. Like you said something and I needed, I needed to set a boundary in our friendship. And, but I, it, what you had said became a tiger to me, which it wasn't, it wasn't like, I was not in any danger at all from you. Right. But I got like, <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. I haven't done that to you in a really long time. I feel bad. It, and I, I but, was more upset because I was super excited and want to share. I wanted to share some fun with you. And so I was yeah. like, my little girl was like, I, I can't share my fun thing with him. I know. <laughs> but anyways, but it's not so much. It's not so much that I set the boundary. It's that the way that I did it was as if what you were saying was a tiger coming at me and I had like a knife in my hand or something. Yeah. And like, there was a way, I, there's a quote from my one of my favorite movies of all time, The Big Short, um, where Ryan Gosling's character says, uh, you know, somebody says something mean to him and he goes, there's a nice way to say that, Vinny. <laughs> and I just, I love that quote because so often as humans, we do have information that we need to communicate to a coworker or a friend or a family member or a neighbor. And it maybe isn't gonna be the best thing that they ever wanna hear in their life, but there's a nice way to say it. Yeah. And, but there's yeah. times where we get triggered into this, like, oh no, a tiger's coming over the hill at me. Yeah. And I've got to say it like that. And like, I think you were in, you were in the present during that conversation. So I'm guessing like to you, I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> You know, like that's, you get it at a human level, like Colin's overreacting. Like this isn't appropriate to what we're talking about. But for me, when I'm in that zone, it's like, no, the tiger, the tiger. And it's just because I've let my brain take over at that point. And it's in that old. So then would you 
would you say that doing the practice what you were talking about a moment ago about noticing the chair noticing your butt yes. in the chair noticing your feet does that kind of help you um come from a different place in situations that we were just discussing yes you know and the other thing that's helping i'm glad you asked that because yes absolutely because i can't practice it in the moment right like if yeah. my brain is convinced there's a tiger and i'm all ramped up right. you know i'm yeah. gonna be a dick like for at least five seconds i'm gonna be a dick and i'm just gonna have to do a really good job to tell my friend i love her and i think about <laughs> her but um but um you know what pops in my mind is alice olsher who we had on our friend alice mm, um yeah. about the alexander technique because what she is continue we're still friends um and so we we keep talking and what she's helping me continue to realize is it's really difficult in that moment to completely disengage from the trigger you know like if your brain is like that's a tiger let's go it's really tough to like stop that from happening because that happens very fast yeah. and it happens in reaction to something in real time Right. And our brains need time to like make decisions. Like we can't, we're fast, but we're not like, you know. Yeah. So what she's teaching me to do is just pause, stop. Yeah. Just don't hit the gas right away. Mm -hmm. Like don't tell your brain like, no, 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 we're not going to do that mm -hmm. because your brain will say, oh, yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, watch me. Yeah, because it's you fight know? or flight, right? Exactly. It's yeah. fight, flight. Is it fight? flight, freeze, or fawn is the full thing. It's like mm -hmm. when you when you feel threatened, your brain has four options mm -hmm. and it picks one and goes with like, it's very, once it's picked one, it's very challenging to like drop out of it. Mm -hmm. And what, what Alice is helping me learn to practice is, okay, I just got triggered into something, you mm -hmm. know, something caveman, cavewoman times-ish. I gotta come up with a shorter name for that, but <laughs> um, I, I can't like totally shut down the adrenaline because that's already happened what I can do is pause, stop, and then try to take a deep breath. Because if I take a deep breath at that point, then mm. that's something where breath is helping pause. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's helping me. That helps drain the adrenaline out of my system a little bit. I'm not a doctor, mm. but I think that's what's happening. You mm -hmm. know, I'm getting a little bit out of that caveman, cavewoman thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like getting restored to the present moment. <clears throat> yeah. So I think that's, yeah. And again, you know, we're talking about receptivity. When I'm in the fight the tiger mode, there's no receptivity happening. Oh, it's heck literally, no. It's literally my brain thinks that we have to do this fight or flight or mm -hmm. on or whatever it is. And like it, it actually, I mean, it, again, it was built to help us survive and it worked, but it, what it does is it shuts, it shuts down like your critical thinking, your memory, mm -hmm. like all these things that you kind of need to have a rational response. And it just devotes all your energy to like, we've got to fight this to, to live, or yeah. we've got to run to save our life or whatever. And so it's, it's impossible for me to be receptive to my higher self. Like I never would have treated you like that in my higher self. Right. I'm, not, I'm, right. Taking, I'm taking responsibility for what I did. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Me. yeah. But if I was in a calm loving state and you you said what you said and i was like okay i oh i do need to let stephanie know about a boundary i need to have with her yeah i would have done it in a kind right. you know yeah um, way yeah you yeah. know that's yeah. receptivity that's like i mean i mean i'm connected to my inner higher self right um in the fight flight freeze or fawn thing there's no I, there's no way i can access yeah. that so yeah. so the solution if i get triggered is to stop and then try to take a deep breath 
Yeah, I love that. Um, how much of the brain do we actually use? Is it like 4%? Like, what is it? It's really small, right? Is it? You know, I was reading some research about that too recently, and that's a little bit of a misnomer. I think what the article that I read, and I can't think of the author, but it basically said there's been this idea for a long time that oh, we only use like, I think it's 10% of our brains. Okay. And so that means that 90% of our brain is getting wasted or it's not getting fully used or whatever. That's not the whole story. It really is now that we understand the brain a little bit better. It's a little bit like, well, the brain is allocating resources for a whole bunch of different stuff, you know, because while I'm saying this, it needs to make sure I'm still breathing. It needs to keep digesting whatever I had for breakfast. It needs to like monitor the temperature in case I get cold or hot. You know, so I mean, it's not as simple as saying we're only using 10% of our brains, but I think, I think what you're going for, or what I, what comes up for me when you say what you said is when we get triggered into fight, flight, fawn, or freeze, the brain does cut out critical functions. Like it does this sort of emergency. I wasn't thinking of that at all. I was oh. just thinking of, so, you know, you, we've talked a lot about how this fight or flight is because of back when we were less evolved. Um, so we still have that part of our brain, but I was thinking, you know, we've, we've come a long way and I was just like, maybe what mm -hmm. if we were to tap into those other areas of our brain that what are the possibilities of them, of it supporting us into these higher states mm -hmm. of beingness mm -hmm. and 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 so when that happens it's minuscule compared to what we can really do that's what i was thinking of is like oh what if that became less of the norm of that fight or flight caveman where our mind's always fear-based you know trying to yeah. protect us and what if we tapped into like this all is well or yeah. knowing, having the sense of knowingness about the future. Cause if there's no such thing as time, everything is now, you know, right. cause all of us have had those intuitive where I, I've just known things like what I was telling last week where I just knew I was going to win. I just believed it so much. And therefore I did, you know, having, having that, those kind of things be the norm. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. It's like, what if we, headed in that direction how can we support that what can we do to access the different parts of our brain that and I think for me meditation was something that did once I started meditating regularly I just noticed I was calmer more often I had better feeling days more often and I just had this knowingness about things yeah um, than ever before well, I think your, your amazing uh, strategy of the tell me something good, which you can do with someone else or you can do it with yourself, um, is thinking thoughts that put you in a positive emotion state, happy or calm or whatever that is. I think the more, it, it's sort of a progressive sort of thing is my experience of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Practice that stuff. Is that that's another thing that's great it, it's sort of like a double-edged sword with the brain is that the subconscious mind is very programmable so that creates challenges for us because early in life if we have 
a negative experience that repeats itself, the brain very easily goes, oh, well, this part of our life always goes yeah, this way. Yeah, and that's exactly. a challenge to overcome. But the, the good news is that it works the other way too. And we can choose to practice certain thoughts, certain beliefs that we know get us into a good feeling place. So it's, it's also, it's to our advantage if we practice telling ourselves something good or getting our friend to tell us something good or, and then just getting into that good feeling place, the more normal that becomes, the more often it happens naturally. And I think you're, you're spot on when you say, when you're talking about vibrating at a higher level in the brain, you know, vibrating at a higher frequency, um, the more we, we vibrate in a higher vibration, meaning a, a better emotional feeling place, the more our brain is sort of like, oh, well, you know, our, our set point is now yeah. pretty good, you know, instead of like waking up in the morning and our set point is like, I want to go back to bed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or this is going to be a sucky day. I don't want to get out of it. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Great discussion. Yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Colin. You. You're welcome. All right. And thank you, everybody, all of you, for uh, those of you listening to the podcast on the audio Yay, version. Yes, thank you. All of you um, watching on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're so grateful to you. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something out of it. Again, if you feel called to, like us, subscribe to us, review thank us, you. whatever, give us five stars, whatever. Um, or however many stars you want to give us. We're not going to tell you how many. Uh, but uh, Stephanie, if uh, people want to find you on the www.powerinjoy.com. And both of our information will be in the description here. But if you want to find me, yeah, you can go to my band on Instagram. Let's give them that this week at Red Treasure Band. R-E-D-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-B-A-N-D with no spaces or punctuation. And uh, you can write to me there and I'll write back to you if you want. All right. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. Um, I hope you have a wonderful, abundant, prosperous, happy week. And we will see you next week on Co-Creation Station.